Welcome to Two Sides and a Biscuit. I'm your first side, Paul Schroyer. And I'm the second side, Rick Wimmer. How's it going, Rick? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good about yourself, Paul. I'm good. Uh, you guys are listening to Two Sides and a Biscuit, a uh, podcast where we talk about life, Limp Biscuit, and then Rick gives us a recipe at the end. So let's get into life. Last episode, or it might have been two episodes, it's been a little bit in between episodes here, but I, we were talking about your cat, and you hadn't decided a name yet, so did you, your daughter, did she come up with a name for the cat? Yeah, so the cat has a name now. The cat's name, well, it depends on when you ask my daughter, because his name is Dracula. We call him Drac. Uh, but he'll be like Dracula, um, spiders, goblins, <laughs> and then like unicorn, uh, rainbow. And like that's his full name at specific times during the day. I, it's just, it's crazy. So whatever she wants to call him, she calls him pretty much. Right, yeah. Like, and he was gonna be matilda for a while like she didn't even go directly to dracula like he's an all-black cat so that's part of the reason why he got the name that he did right but you know like it was just found out he had balls and had to switch the name <laughs> like they're, they're still hanging there i mean we are planning to get him fixed but he's only like eh, four and a half five months so it's right about that right. time to get that done isn't it like yeah wait at least six months or something like that or well i I've seen different things in different places. Like, I've seen a few things that say, like, four months to, you know, however old. It's just, like, once they've been through their, like, the stage of maturing to where their kind of adulthood is pretty much when you want to do it. Right. So you got another black cat. I can't remember if we talked. We probably talked about it on another on the other episode. What's the other black cat's name? Wraith. So you got Wraith and Dracula. Right. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, they, um, originally they were named after superheroes because it was, uh, Wraith from the X-Men and then Basil Carlo, um, who actually, Basil is the one that passed and he was named after Clayface from Batman. Uh, so that's why he had the name Basil Carlo. And Dracula, I guess original superhero or you know what i mean like kind of that um anti-hero but dracula you know right supernatural abilities and all that fun stuff right well as much as i'd love to sit here and just talk about your cats all podcast i'm sure people listening will probably find that more interesting (laughs) but uh i wanted to get in over the summer uh, Limp Biscuit was on tour. You know, they got a new album coming up that we'll talk about once it comes out. Uh, and they were on tour with uh, ICP, which, I mean, this isn't the first time they've toured with ICP. Um, there's rumors back in, like, the Family Value value Tour days. They invited ICP along with them, like, on to tour with them and they showed up to an event and Fred Durst pretty much told them that uh, they weren't allowed in the venue and blocked them out and they weren't allowed to perform and they didn't end up going on tour with them. I don't know how true that is or what, 
But anyway, so they were at this performance over the summer, and uh, Shaggy Two Dope from the Insane Clown Posse uh, came out while Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit was performing and tried to drop kick Fred Durst. So we're going to like kind of talk. I wanted to talk about this. I know it happened a few months ago, a couple months ago, but I kind of wanted to get into it. Uh, have you seen the video of that, Rick? Yeah, I saw the video of it, and, like, I still... It, we've all kind of seen what what people are saying about it, like, and that is kind of what I thought it was going to be at the beginning anyways. Like, he goes out there, and he goes to drop kick, kick him, but, like... He fell short. Right, and he's a pro wrestler. Like, right. he's... <laughs> uh, he knows how to pull a kick and, like, all that stuff, so it's, like... I think that is exactly what he did, and it was just kind of set up as a publicity thing. Right. Like, and uh, a little, re- you know, after that, they uh, people have actually gotten interviews with Violent J, and Shaggy has come out. And I, b- I believe Shaggy said that, uh, you know, we're all friends. We were just having fun. Even though Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit and the security guards didn't think it was very funny when it happened but i agree i feel like if he really wanted to drop kick him off of the stage he could have easily done it nobody stopped him he got close enough but then it, you can tell that he pulls the kick back at the very end right yeah and like fred durst wasn't even looking at him like he's looking at the crowd performing right and like he easily could have kicked him off the stage yeah. into the crowd if he really wanted to. oh yeah it would have been bad if he would have landed that kick Right, it would have been, I think that would have been more funny, but, like, at the same time, like, you never know what would happen to Fred Durst at that point in time, you know, if they actually went out into the crowd like that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a pretty decent drop if nobody caught him or he hit the guardrail or something like that. I mean, that could have been bad. (laughs) Right, yeah, you never know what that uh, does look in the, right there in the front of that stage either, unless Mm -hmm. you were there, really. So, uh, yeah, and Violent J even came out and said that, you know, it was just all in fun and they're, you know, they're good friends with Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit and, and pretty much that it was fake and, uh, like you said, it was a publicity stunt to get on the news and they were trying to be entertaining and funny, but it's ICP, so... <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like it's ICP and Limp Biscuit. Like you, you were expecting it to be something different, though. Really, like right. As much as we love Limp Biscuit, we know how Fred Durst gets with practical jokes and in publicity stunts too. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're both of them. Like ICP was all about the publicity stunts. and That's like, how they got big. Right, exactly. And then, I mean, Limp Bizkit, kind of the same thing. They both came out right around the same time, sort of. Uh, like, yeah, they did. You're right. They were the like late 90s, kind of right. mid-late 90s. And... Uh, both kind of, sort of had that rap rock. Like, that, that video that we just watched even said something about, like, how, like... They're closely knit families. And they, like, yeah, they collab the on the family ship. and the ICP family. They're the Juggalos. They're all a closely knit kind of group. Yeah, pretty much like the. It's almost that same mentality, like you know, don't fuck with me type. I mean, Limp Bizkit's 
caused riots at their shows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've seen, I've never actually been to an ICP show, but I've driven by and seen the lines outside of the venue and fights going on in the fucking line of the venue. And uh, yeah, one time I remember I was driving, I was in Clifton. The ICP was at a place called Bogarts in uh, Clifton in Cincinnati. And if you live in Cincinnati or near Cincinnati, you probably know exactly what that is. And so we're just driving by and we see juggalos. They got their face painted and stuff. And this one dude was just beating the shit out of this girl. Like just beating her up and like I mean she was fighting back and like the am- ambulances drove by but didn't stop. They just dr- kept driving and I was like, man, I've never seen anything like that at any other show. It would be at an ICP show that you see some crazy shit like that. Right, I mean, not, I mean, not not saying anything bad about Juggalos. I know they get a bad rap. I've got a lot of friends that are hardcore Juggalos. Uh, Travis, the host of the Heckles and Horrors podcast on Magic Squirrel Network, he's a, he's a really big Juggalo, and he's a, he's an awesome dude. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to sit, sit here and act like I'm bashing Juggalos. I'm just saying those concerts get a little wild right 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 i i kind of wanted to put in like the little bit of like you you do see that stuff at other shows but it's not so much out in the open right like it is at a show where people just don't give a fuck i saw lamb of god (laughs) concert and motherfuckers there was they were serving margaritas in these like long skinny plastic tubes and people were making mollative cocktails out of these but tubes and you so you would like look behind you in the mosh pit and you would just see these giant like flaming plastic things flying in the the air that is crazy this dude had a nickelback shirt on and he was getting mud thrown at him and stuff fights breaking out in the mosh pit like hardcore dude bloody getting his ass beat fight right so yeah it happens at pretty much a lot of concerts but it's the juggalos and it's an easy joke to you know kind of go after the juggalos and stuff anyways so that's life uh it's good to see limp biscuit still out doing shows we're gonna have to try to get the show on time did you did you see fred durst though in that video like, yeah i've seen him live at, at bogart's at the, that place we were talking about and he had the beard like that and... that's just ridiculous like i it, not the fred durst that i remember at all like He's, whatever man you know right. do your thing with the beard whatever like but just not the fred durst i remember no he, he always had like the little soul patch Right, thing going right. on and like some in the later years he had like a little bit of a chin strappy beardy thing going on but like now he's full grown grizzly adams beard and i mean he was like that when he came to cincinnati and i saw him he had the beard and right i mean a beard's not something you just like oh i'm gonna have it today and then right just take it off and be done like i mean that is pretty much how it happens it when it does it. happen but still like you don't you have to think about that one long and hard before you do it mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will uh, get into our song this week, uh, Eat You Alive. Sounds good. And we're back. Well, that was a nice break. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, we, we get up and we get a lot of stuff done during those breaks. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff goes on. Right, like <laughs> uh, getting beers and things like that. Yeah. Right. Weird stuff. So, let's get into Eat You Alive. This is one of my favorite Limp Bizkit songs. Uh, it is out in 2003 off of uh fuck you know i had this looked up results may vary off the results may vary album in 2003 i thought you were really saying like results may vary like i had this looked up but results may vary i mean kind of yeah right so yeah it came out 2003 it's one of their later later tracks kind of when they were uh on the down downward slope kinda right I, yeah like when they when they disappeared for a while like mm-hmm. right before they disappeared yeah i think this was probably this was I'm, i oh man i think this is the album that west borland was not with them that is a good possibility i know we've looked it up before i just can never remember my memory's terrible well we're going to find out real fast but yeah, I always love this song. I, I put it on at uh, uh, parties and stuff, and people get really pissed at me because you, you you'd be surprised that how many people don't like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> but Limp Biscuit is great. Like, uh, screw those people. They can, you know, it, whatever. Right. So this song, uh, this album, you know, really didn't hit too well with uh, critics. It was uh, four, pretty much a 4.0 on the scale, so a little less than average. Uh, some people really liked it. A lot of people gave it like zeros and, <laughs> and stuff. It was not that good. Uh, right, it's like... You either love Limp Biscuit or you hate Limp Biscuit, right. and like yeah, and uh, not to we, cut you off, but I found the answer we were looking for, oh, so we don't okay. have to kill right, time right, anymore. Right, right. Uh, yes, this was the album where they uh, introduced a new guitarist who won the slot in a guitar center competition. So this was the first album with West Borland was not with them and uh, critics kind of tore it apart. Right. And really a guitar, guitar center competition too, though. I mean, yeah, yeah you are fine talent, right? Like I remember like all kinds of different guitar center competitions and stuff <laughs> like when we were in high school, cause that's when you actually had stores nowadays, everybody does it online. Like, right. and it, even with music, they just running critically low on memory. They send it um, online to each other and make their music that way. They don't even meet face-to-face some of the time. Right. So let's get into this. Eat You Alive. I, I love this song. It, it, the music video has the late, great uh, Bill Paxton in it. Uh, Game Over Man from Aliens. Uh, oh, you know, he was in a bunch of movies. If you don't right. know who Bill yeah, Paxton it, is, I mean, come on. 
He's in the music video. The music video is a little messed up. This song's a little messed up. I don't think you could make this song nowadays and people would even li like pay any attention to it just because it's a little bit rapey. It's misogynistic, but we'll get into that. We'll get it. Let's go. Just We're diving in. All right, verse one. Hey, you, Mrs. I don't know what the fuck your name is. I'm drawn to you. Something's magnetic here. If I could approach you or even get close to the scent that you left behind, I'd be fine. So he's pretty much saying he sees this girl, okay? He doesn't know her name, anything about her, but like he's got that feeling like, you know, love at first sight type thing. I don't even know if that's love at first Lust. sight. Lust at first sight. There you go. That, that's a better way to yeah. put it for sure. And so he's like, you know, if he could get close to her, just even close enough to smell her or to, I guess, walk behind her and catch a whiff of her perfume, right. then and he'd I be mean, okay. Pheromones, too. Like, I mean, that is, right. like, legit, like, science behind the pheromones of uh, attraction to people and things like that. Right. So he goes, they go right into the chorus. No doubt now. Well, this is the pre. I'm gonna do the pre-chorus and chorus together. Okay. No doubt now, you bring out the animal inside. Oh, I'd eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. Oh, I eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. So I mean, yeah, like you're saying with the pheromones, like she's she's bringing out this lust, like this animal instinct, and I mean, you could go. A lot of different ways on what he means by I'd eat you alive. You could go the sexual, like, you know. Right. Right. I mean, or like, the animal side of Like, he's saying, like, he'd hunt her and then eat her alive like a, you know, a gazelle or some shit. Get sustenance from her, basically. Like, find even, like, to make it a little bit deeper, just get the sustenance of, like, companionship from her maybe yeah yeah like, if you want to go in that direction well, you know there like you said there's a bunch of different ways you could take that well let's see if he clarifies right <laughs> hey you miss is too good to look my way and that's cool you want nothing at all to do with me but i want you ain't nothing wrong with wanting you because i'm a man and i can think what the hell i want you got that straight so he's like, she, okay, so now she's acknowledged him, or at least seen him, and doesn't, does, like, is blowing him off. It's the girl at the bar where you you look over and you're like, man, she's really attractive. And you make eye contact, but then as soon as you make eye contact, she's like, ugh, and like, turns her head, and you buy her a drink, and she drinks a drink, but that's as far as that ever goes. She doesn't even drink it. She just takes it and walks away and then yeah. like, leaves it on a counter somewhere. Right, right. And he's saying, like, you know, it's okay. You don't, It's okay if you don't... You, you don't want nothing to do with me. That's fine. I still want you. And he's a man, so he's allowed to want her. That's where I was saying it kind of gets into, like, the misogynistic aspect of like the whole thing right right it's the way that he's going about it is not the right way like i mean you can't 
but that I'm, I guess uh, a better way to put this is like if you think about like people's um, points and counterpoints on gay relationships and like whether it's actually like you just love that person so whatever um, or if it's actually like programmed into you like it's kind of you know he has feelings for this person he wants to be with that person so you can't stop him from doing that that'd be like telling a gay guy no you're not allowed to be gay which uh, around this time i think we were as a society telling people it, well yeah <laughs> definitely definitely back then yeah you, you weren't allowed to be gay it was it, people like were I not said, happy with it yeah this yeah this song doesn't really hold up too well i still love it just because honestly even without west borland being there musically it kind of rocks pretty hard and the melody and everything's pretty good on it and fred durst's voice actually sounds really good it's a good song lyrically it's a little fucked up so let's continue or do you have something you got no 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 (laughs) continue because it's like what what limp biscuit song isn't like when you actually get into the lyrics like this they're all kind of like well Maybe shouldn't have said it that way, but we got the point. <laughs> but it's Fred Durst, and he says a lot of shit that he shouldn't say. <laughs> right. All right, so the pre-chorus is a little different on this. Uh, the chorus is the same. No doubt that I'd love to sniff on them panties now. Oh, I'd eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. Oh, I'd eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. So now I think he's getting more into the sexual. I think the first chorus was more like you were saying that like animalistic, the hunt of the 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 initial hunt of getting you know into a relationship type thing or meeting somebody new, and I don't want to say getting the prey because that just sounds like back you know rape culture, but like I, that's kind of what he was talking about in the first note. Now he's saying like. I, I'd be. I'd love to sniff on them panties. Now he's taking it to a sexual, lustful area. Yeah, definitely. Like that's it. I mean, it still follows the pheromones and things because right. that is what the pheromones do. They turn people <laughs> on, so they want to have sex. Like, and you know, I mean, it could be taken that way, but really, it's like it's definitely taking it a little bit too far. But like we said. It's Fred Durst. It's right. going to happen. And as far as, far as I'm, I'm concerned, I'm thinking most of this is just going on in his head. Like he sees an attractive woman that he knows he's never going to have a chance with. And so he's just having these thoughts, which honestly, I mean, people have pretty fucked up thoughts, you know? Right. And that um, that goes into it more about like just having... Uh, being a man nowadays and having self-control like even back Mm. then yeah having self-control that's how to be a a good man like to lose that self-control is how you become an asshole right so let's uh let's get into the bridge here he says i'm sorry so sorry damn you're so hot your beauty is so vain damn you're so hot it drives me yes it drives me Damn, you're so hot. Absolutely insane. So, I don't know what he's apologizing for. Maybe he's just apologizing for the thoughts that he's having about this girl. So, maybe he's not as bad of a person as we thought. So, maybe he's like, I'm sorry for having these thoughts, but you're just so beautiful that it's driving me insane. I think that is exactly what it is, because... 
no matter how much people want to say that Fred Durst is an asshole, I mean, it's even in this song here, he's kind of like, I'm sorry, but this is just the way my brain works. And right. like, he, he is at that point in time learning to deal with it himself. I mean, you got to figure he was probably what? Early to mid twenties, maybe um, maybe early thirties. I'd say yeah, mid twenties to early thirties, somewhere in there. Right, but I mean, I'm my early thirties, and I'm still trying to figure out how to deal <laughs> with myself. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, let's get into the interlude here. Maybe this will clarify things a little bit. Who knows? I just want to look at you. I just want to look at you. I just want to look at you. Oh, all day. There's nothing wrong. No, there ain't nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, he's like, he's saying he doesn't want to do anything. He's not going to pursue this animal instinct. But he just wants to see her because of how beautiful she is. Right, which is totally stalker yeah. you know, format. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's, again, that self-control thing. Like, is he going to have that self-control or is he going to go crazy and eat her alive? Well... He goes on to say, once you seep in under my skin, there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that could wash you away. Once you seep in, yeah, under my skin, there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that could wash you away. So he's saying like, I got, what I'm getting from that is once he gets her, like if he actually can get her, then nothing would ever his feelings would never change um is what i'm kind of getting like it won't wash away like like if he could just have the chance with her right it'd be forever right but it also kind of feels like he might be saying like you know i gotta clean myself now because if you seep in under my skin then i i'm done for i won't be able to control that anymore right like so the, uh, then he goes, I'm sorry, so sorry. Damn, you're so hot. Your beauty is so vain. He goes back into that. It drives me, yes, it drives me absolutely insane. So he's apologizing again for these thoughts that he's having. And but then it goes back into the chorus. Oh, I'd eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. Oh, I'd eat you alive. I'd eat you alive. Maybe he's saying, like, maybe it's a good thing that she's not ever, like, they're never actually going to get together because if they get, maybe he's saying like, he's, it's like self-defeating. Like he's a bad person. If they actually got together, he would eat her alive and just destroy everything. Right. Like the, he's just so crazy. He's not, can't control himself well enough to where it's just exactly that. Like he would eat her alive, eat himself alive, just consume the whole thing, burn the bridge. And then it's just, bad ending for everyone yeah so that that's each year live uh i mean uh, i think we i think we nailed it pretty well i think we got it he it's a girl that he knows will never he'll never have a chance with but in his mind he's just thinking of all these scenarios and stuff that he would do to her and he just can't get her out of her you know his mind and if they were ever to get together, he'd just eat her alive. He would pretty much just destroy everything. So it's probably better that she stays just a thought. Right. And then kind of too, like that, uh, 
with her getting under his skin and like never be able to get clean like if he did if it did become a relationship and it was eaten alive and then it was gone she would still be there and he couldn't get clean so you know another way to think like maybe he was just doing it kind of to protect both of them yeah yeah all right well this is uh everybody's favorite part of the podcast once we get done talking Limp Biscuit, it's time for Rick's Recipes. We need like a like a segment song for that. Like, do Rick's Recipes. You're right. I mean, I don't know what that would even be. Like, eh. what's a video game where like deals with cooking? But, uh, Burger World. Do you right, remember I mean, that game I, from like Nintendo days or Game like, Boy or whatever? I think I've seen it. I don't think I ever played it, but I think I've seen it before. Like, don't you have to like back and forth and like catch <laughs> the burgers and stack them up? Yeah, or you have whatever? to catch them in order. You have to catch the bottom bun. Okay. The meat, cheese. Right. <coughs> oh, sorry. All right. So, what do you got for us today? Well, um, I'm gonna grab a drink while you're uh, telling everybody about the recipe. Okay, so basically, um, this recipe is going to be a apple-stuffed, bacon-wrapped pork chop, in quotes, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I don't know that much about cuts of meat. The way I normally do this is with a pork loin, and I'll go ahead and cut a specific number of pieces, because... What you're going to end up doing is you're going to cut your pieces out and then flatten them down. Um, what you want to get, I mean, I usually do like a five or six inch by uh, four inches maybe um, on this pork cut when I flatten it out after I flatten it out because you're going to flatten it out, season it, and then stuff it with the apples and the, well, the apple stuffing, basically. So once you've got your meat set up, um, you can, if you want to, you can soak it in apple juice overnight just to uh, marinate it in the apple juice a little bit. Um, if you want, you can put a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon in there, too. Um, basically, most of this, this is a really, really, really sweet entree. Um, so it is lots of brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, things like that. Um, so you can go ahead and marinate that overnight if you want. If not, you can just put a little bit of salt and pepper on the, um, the pork cuts and then set them aside for a minute because the next step is to take a fist size apple and cut it up into little pieces. Um, I usually just take and cut basically the core into a square and then chop it up from there. Um, and then you want to take eh, four or five different or four or five slices of bread and cut them up into squares too. Um, and then what you're going to go ahead and do is you are going to put that into a bowl with some brown sugar, uh, some cinnamon, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of black pepper and salt, and then um, you're going to go ahead and add a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and you can add honey if you want, but that makes it super sweet. I don't really recommend it. 
um, then you what you do is you take your uh, slices of meat, you stir all that up, and then you take your t slices of meat, you kind of turn them into tacos. Uh, you take the apple bits and the, well, the apple stuffing, and you put that into the center of your pork chops or your pork cuts. Uh, you fold them over uh, pretty much like a taco and uh, fold it just enough so that you can put toothpicks um, through the connecting ends of the pork. Then you take your bacon and start at one end, wrap it around, put the toothpick through the end you start at. It makes it a lot easier to wrap it up. Uh, I put a toothpick in the middle because I usually use two strips of bacon on each one uh, to hold both the end of the first piece of bacon and the start of the second piece of bacon in place. Uh, then wrap it around and put a third toothpick at the end. Uh, then what you want to do is hopefully... You have a cast iron pan of some type if because it's going to have to go into the oven. If not, you can always transfer from a frying pan to a baking sheet. You know, it, not everybody's got a cast iron skillet. That was one of the first purchases I made because I love those things. Uh, but then you take and you turn your skillet on medium heat. Uh, put a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil or even butter if you want into it just so the bacon doesn't stick too much and then you fry it for about four or five minutes on each side it's going to be pretty round at this point so you're going to have to really do four different sides uh, to get that bacon nice nice and crispy on the outside i don't like baking bacon unless it's not going to be in its own uh, drippings because it just gets way too it's just not crispy enough so you know you want to put it on like three to five minutes on each side to get it crispy and then once you've got all the sides crispy you can remove those toothpicks and then just throw it into the oven um, put it in there well I guess you should have set your oven for uh, 400 and then you want to put it in for about uh, 20 to 30 minutes uh, depending on how big your pieces are and then uh, you want to make sure that thermometer when you stick it in there reads 165 because you got bread and stuff in there so you don't want any of those pork juices undercooked and then um, totally forgot the the best step when you before you put it into the oven um, after you fried the bacon up crispy take uh, about a cup of brown sugar and then some cinnamon and nutmeg and mix that all together and then sprinkle it on top right before you put it into the oven because uh, all that brown sugar and cinnamon is going to melt down and then put a glaze on top of that bacon and it makes it so delicious like that's the, my favorite part of this entire recipe and it's really funny when I think about stuff like this just because I'm a diabetic and it's like yeah, I could probably kill myself with one of these <laughs> stuffed pork chops. But I always remember to take my insulin, so it's all good. Um, but they're really great. Uh, I usually do, like, steamed potatoes or something like that. You can do baked potatoes with them, too. Uh, even rice, if you want to. You know, it's whatever. But um, I usually do something that's... Uh, not too much flavor because you've got a lot of that sweet and you just want something to kind of cleanse it out instead of putting more flavor in there all right that sounds delicious if i could cook i would probably make that but 
since I can't, I probably won't. <laughs> right, it's one of my favorites, especially around the holiday uh, holidays. holidays. <laughs> right. <laughs> Around the holidays, but I mean, because we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas right now, so like that's, I really like to make it around these times. All right, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this will be coming out around the holidays though. It'll be a little bit after the holidays, right? I guess it depends on what holiday you celebrate, but right. And I mean, you could always do it. It it would probably be pretty good on the grill as well. Um, Would just take. Would you grill it first and then throw it in the oven or just cook the whole thing on the grill? I would cook the whole thing on the grill and just use the cast iron skillet again. You know on what the I mean? grill. Yeah. Right, yeah. You could put the, the chops on the grill and get the grill marks in them and then just transfer them over to the cast iron skillet. Or even just do the cast iron skillet right there on top. Sounds good. All right, I think we did it. Another two sides and a biscuit. Uh, make sure you head over to anchor.fm. Uh, there is a support this podcast button. If you like what you're listening to, uh, you know, su- support us. Maybe a dollar a month is really all we need from you. And it helps us to, you know, make this better. You know, then maybe we can do some interviews with some people who have worked with Limp Biscuit. You know, I, we. Sky's the limit, but, you know, honestly, we need the funds in order to do a lot of stuff. So, yeah, anchor.fm, click uh, support this podcast. Right, the world doesn't work without funds. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need funds, even if they're coming from your own pocket, to right. do something like a podcast. Um, like, rate, review, and please share. That helps us out a lot. Head over to magicsquirrelnetwork.com and you can check out all our episodes there or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And I think that's about it. All right. Two sides and a biscuit out. Yep. See ya.